Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsofEvidence.com. Did you know color is vital to your health? I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation, and it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well, and that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented my pillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. 
all of the evidence. It's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsOfEvidence.com. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and of course, why it matters. Obliterating confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. All right, we've got a lot of things that we're going to tackle from the legal perspective today. Should a disgraced governor who's never taken responsibility for killing eight times the number of people that the terrorists did on 9-11 be given the reins of power again? We'll talk about it. Plus, Andy McCarthy here on the latest on those warrantless searches. Stay here. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. You know, over the last uh, few days, there have been two stories that I've really been tracking very closely, one on the national level, the warrantless searches of the FBI. But here locally, it has really become a point of fascination. And when my national audience gets a hold of this, they, they kind of are kind of puzzled by all of it, um, that th- there is a there is a disgraced politician who, for many reasons, needed to leave his spot as governor of New York State and has, I guess, gone into his cave and done his penance and thinks he's he's entitled now to resurface. And just some background thinking on, on why this is important to me as you're listening to this today. Um, I'm keenly aware of the failures of humanity and how people constantly make mistakes and try to uh, move on with their life. And sometimes people learn from their mistakes and they grow. And sometimes they avoid responsibility, acknowledging anything that they did wrong and really just want all the power back that they had before. And I think one of the reasons in the 80s and 90s when you had the the Ted Swaggerts and you had the Catholic Church scandals and you had these types of things and people were so down on uh, some of the religious leaders of the day is because Sometimes you heard uh, admissions of things that were done, but no apologies. And sometimes you didn't even hear uh, admissions of things that were done. And so there's this thing inside of most of us that just rubs us wrong when somebody comes back and goes, hey, trust me again, even though I didn't really take responsibility for why I should not have been there doing what I was doing to begin with. And nothing could apply more to the former governor of New York State. Andrew Cuomo, as he single-handedly signed an order that for 46 days allowed New Yorkers to die at a rate of almost eight times the number of deaths that Al-Qaeda carried out in the 9-11 attacks. And we're talking about the COVID-19 order to put COVID-positive patients inside of nursing homes. Someone we've spoken with on this topic multiple times is Janice Dean of the Fox News Weather Center, and she uh, has rejoined us. And Janice, your conversations with us have been very candid and very moving, Um, but there's an attempt 
by this politician using sometimes radio hosts, sometimes ones at, at my station, sometimes at, at ones at other stations, to uh, get interviews and to promise that the tell-all is going to happen and the real story is going to be told, but something else always seems to happen. What's your What's your take on the rehabilitation that Andrew Cuomo is trying to do to his image? Hmm. I loved how you put all of this into your beginning of the opening to introduce me. That's exactly it. That's the bottom line. There was no admission or apology or I will spend the rest of my career writing this wrong. He has always deflected and blamed other people and said, you know, I think he still feels he was the best leader during the pandemic. I think he is a, a narcissistic personality that will never feel like he did anything wrong. Um, but going back to what you said about the rehab tour, it's been going on for some time. He really didn't go away. He really didn't go away for a, a period of months where he could reflect and then all of a sudden come out and do one interview and people were like, oh, oh, I remember him. And okay, yeah. It was always like right away he was trying to get out there into the spotlight again. Because I think that's all he's ever known, to, to be quite honest with you. He grew up in the governor's mansion. He himself were, was in the governor's mansion. He's always in, been in politics. The Cuomo name has been out there for decades. Um, so, you know, it's always been part of his DNA, I guess. Right. Uh, but right. So when listen, anybody can interview him. All right. That that's the way the world works. But I would expect if you're a journalist that you would give him very hard questions, um, especially like you mentioned, when it comes to the nursing homes where we don't have any answers or accountability um, and he still continues to kind of get away with it. You know, like I said, blaming everyone else, um, not really answering the questions and then bringing it back on himself. Um, you know, the most recent interview that he did with Rita Cosby on WABC, he was going on about my father when he died and I blame the doctor. Well, that's not the same. Your father didn't die alone in a pandemic without his family around. Uh, with an order of sick patients going into the place where he lived. Right. You know, it's a completely different situation. And you brought, you know, the, my job up, what I do as a weather person. Well, when a big weather event happens in New York or wherever, there's always an after action review, right? So that we find out what we did wrong so that it never happens again. There has never been an after action of review when it comes to a lot of, you know, COVID mandates, but this one specifically that I believe affected my family. Well, and I want to add just a couple of other pieces of info back into this conversation. When he signed this order, he kind of did it defiantly. There was, there were, there were voices that were advocating that he not do it and he did it anyway. And then as the pandemic wore on, he, during the pandemic, uh, spent time that you would have thought he would have been using to try to solve the pandemic, cure the pandemic, be be a solution provider in the pandemic. But instead, he spent time writing a book mm -hmm. with a huge advance 
that which um then in addition to that um he he be, had this like star thing that started coming up homosexuals was a word that got invented because people would tune into his 12 noon updates every day and he won an emmy for this and he he went out and accepted it like there were all these things that he was being ingratiated by that were you know showering glory upon him when at the end of the day the families of those nearly 16,000 um, people that died were just left suffering. And I just yes. can't accept the fact that if you were the one that signed the order that caused the people to die at eight times the rate of the terrorists of 9-11, and I'm not going to stop saying that because 16,000 people is probably the greatest number of deaths caused by an individual in our state's history. It's very important that we that we remind ourselves of the facts and say, but until there's some sort of responsibility taken, we can't let this happen again. And he can't have the reins of power again. You're absolutely right. And last week I you know, testified in Congress finally um, to raise awareness in Washington, D.C. of what happened, not only in New York, but there were several other governors that yes. had the exact same warning. New Jersey, before. Michigan, lots of states yes. that did it. Yeah. Absolutely. And they probably did it because they followed Cuomo's example. Yes, but we won't find that out unless there is a full investigation with subpoena power. Janice Dean, my apologies and thoughts and prayers continue to be with your family and with the 16,000 people uh, who, who lost loved ones. Uh, we continue to stand in your corner. I'm totally hashtag team weather girl. I'm not going anywhere anywhere on that. I, we, we've got your back and thanks for coming on to talk to us. Well, listen, and thank you for staying on the story because I appreciate it and so do my fans. So do the family members. Yeah, you've got it. All right, Kevin McCullough, we've got a lot more to get to. Stay here. Experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is down! I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preach you won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down, and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north, into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped right in front of us. Men were beaten and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. 
they were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief. And then, they raped me. My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day, I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by. How I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God, I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out. Uh, to get them to safety and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details. Bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime, 888-342-1010. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, Always appreciate uh, tapping into the great legal minds of the day, particularly on the biggest legal matters of the day. And joining me now is a former prosecutor and a fellow at the National Review. Uh, Does a lot of writing that you see and not just National Review, but sometimes it ends up on the uh, newsprint of the daily newspapers here in New York as well. Andy McCarthy rejoins us. Andy, I wrote in my piece on Sunday about the warrantless searches that the FBI had uncovered in that FISA ruling last week. It's got to be pretty embarrassing for the Bureau to to have those kinds of numbers coming out, 3.4 million data searches without warrants, um, 278,000 physical searches without warrants just in one calendar year. Um, what What are you suspecting is the conversation behind the doors at the Bureau? And what should the conversation be about how to clean this up? Kevin, I I think uh, it probably gets worse from even the startling numbers that you're talking about, because I I think these scandals are starting to sort of knit together. So what it looks like from what the FISA judge's order uh, indicates is that a lot of these illegal searches where they where they actually access some of the information that they've hoarded, which that's part of the problem. I'll get, I'll get to that in a second. But subject matter wise, it looks like they stepped up um, on the Capitol riot in particular. A lot of these searches are related to that. And as I noted last week, we have reason now to think that with pressure from the Democrats, the FBI has basically been cooking its books to make it look like there's more domestic terrorism driven by white supremacists in the United States than there actually is. The Democrats have been pushing 
the Bureau uh, to increase those cases uh, and to basically account for them, which is supposed to hook up with the Democrats' messaging that the biggest uh, threat facing the country is white supremacist domestic terrorism, which is their code for Trump supporters. Um, and it looks to me like this um, this FISA abuse plays right into that, as as you would figure, if the you know if the bureau is changing the way that it accounts for domestic terrorism cases, you you're not surprised to find that when they're unlawfully accessing FISA information, it's based on searches that are connected to the Capitol riot. Yeah. I broke down the numbers for my listeners on Monday after I wrote about it on Sunday, and I could not believe, but for that entire calendar year, we're talking every two calendar minutes for an entire year, they average 14 searches, uh, illegal searches um, on Americans for the entire year, the entire 12 months of that fiscal year. Um, when, when you think about that, and given the rather large mandate that the FBI has to be working on actual law enforcement issues uh, and all of the the legal stuff they need to be doing to help protect Americans, um, what what should the messaging, particularly for the Republicans, whether it's Trump or not, what should the messaging be to the American people about how this is going to get reformed? Because I don't think this particular Democratic Party, the administration that's there at the moment, I could be wrong, but I don't think that they have a real interest in even acknowledging this problem. But certainly the Republicans can and should be shining a light on it. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, you know, I'm a, I'm an opponent of FISA. I never thought it was a good idea. I don't think it's a workable system. So to my mind, I would I would use these the stream of stuff that we get all the time, because every time you sort of peek under the rocks to see what's going on with FISA, we find that they're abusing it and that the judges can't do anything about it. And of course, the judges can't do anything about it because intelligence collection is not a judicial function. So this whole system uh, is wrongheaded to begin with. Uh, I think they should get rid of the system. I've also argued, Kevin, that I don't think I, I think the FBI should go back to just being a well, it was never just a law enforcement agency, but I think it should be. I think their national security foreign counterintelligence mission should be taken away and reassigned to a an intelligence entity like the Brits have in MI5 that doesn't have police power. And the Bureau, I think the Bureau's ethos changed after 9-11 and it became more of an intelligence agency than a police agency. And while intelligence is obviously very important to protecting the country, it's a very different skill set from policing, and it does not prioritize civil rights and following the law. In fact, you know, if you think about it, intelligence agencies, a lot of the stuff that they do, particularly overseas, is illegal. Right. You know, espionage is, is illegal in every country in the world that has a legal system, right? Um, we give that mission to the FBI domestically because we want our intelligence service domestically to be bound by the law and the constitution. But the problem is if you start to think of yourself as an intelligence agency first, then your job becomes to stop bad things from happening rather than to presume people innocent and, and honor their rights as you conduct regular that police That is such work. an important insight. And I don't think I've heard anybody else make that um, uh, uh, observation. And I, I, 
I'm so glad you did because that changes the whole way I'm looking at this now and not for the better, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. I was already concerned that when I saw this report, it felt like something the Nazi SS or the Kremlin's KGB would do. And you just explained why. Because that's, in essence, the function of what they've become. They've become the domestic spy agency. Yeah, well, I, you know, I guess in some ways they would tell you they always were. And they, you know, they bristle at the term spy because they prefer to call it surveillance because they say they do it under authorities. I think that's a, you know, I mean. Well, I if you have three million times documented yeah, that you right. didn't do it under authority, that that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and my thing is, you know, I think it, what it does is it makes them worse doing the thing we really need them to do, which is be a police agency. And the, the sad truth is they're not a particularly good intelligence agency. Yeah. So let me ask yeah. you this. The Durham report came out just before this FISA ruling was uncovered. And we know that the FISA court was abused in the surveillance of uh, Trump and his in, in people that were supposedly connected to Trump. Uh, we know that uh, surveillance was extended based on false information presented to the FISA court. If if, you know, you know uh, Trump campaigned in 2020 on the slogan, you know, they're coming for me because I'm fighting for you. And it seems like the day that he was out of office, they started coming for us directly. Um, has the has the bureau had problems like this in the past? Have they abused powers in the past? And historically, how have we dealt with them when they have? Well, the, the Bureau has a lot of uh, – the Bureau's got a very checkered history. I mean, basically, they sent a letter to Martin Luther King uh, in a very covert way, which suggested that he commit suicide on the pain of, like, exposing uh, supposed misconduct on his part. So, you know, I, I don't want to stand here and say that this is so unprecedented that we've never had dark – uh, chapters in the Bureau's history. Bureau's done a lot of good. It's it's done a lot of not good. Um, but I do think, Kevin, that we have, uh, in the last 10 years, we have a real spate of the Bureau allowing itself to be leveraged in the service of Democratic Party politics. Uh, we're talking with Andy McCarthy. So glad to have his legal insights. And we'll come right back. of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsOfEvidence.com. Did you know color is vital to your health? I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation, and it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. 
Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. Confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. It appears that the FBI messed around in 2016, certainly kind of got its toes wet in the nastiness of what the Clinton campaign was trying to cook up against Trump. In 2020, we have a pretty good idea that the CIA worked in convergence with big tech and maybe the FBI and some others to bring about um, a squelching of the Hunter laptop, Hunter Biden laptop story. They've kind of had a free, you said eight years, they've kind of had a free reign to kind of be this kind of partisan kind of leaning entity within the operation of the government. Is there any reason to think that that's going to change before 2024? No, I don't, I mean, uh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm answering too quickly. I guess Kevin, the best way to put it would be, it depends on how effective the House Republicans are in conducting their investigations. But and I don't mean that as uh, in any way to be snide. I think the I think uh, uh, Comer, James Comer, and and Jim Jordan, uh, and some of these other committee heads have done a very good job. But they have to stay at it, uh, and the bureau has to be convinced that you know. A subpoena isn't pretty, please. It's not like a suggestion that 
you know, when they ask for information, um, they expect to get information and that they're watching all the time. And yeah. the, the problem, I think, with what you're what you've just marshaled, I think, perfectly shows what the issue is here and why I'm concerned about the Bureau being an intelligence agency. Yep. They don't do this kind of stuff on the criminal side. Because when you do a criminal case, everybody knows there's going to be discovery at the end. And if you've misled courts, that's going to be found out. But on the intelligence side, everything's classified and there's no discovery. There's no defense lawyers pouring over it. So if, if Congress doesn't watch them carefully, then no one does. Well, and that leads me to my next question, which is we've got this kind of day and age in which this liberty has been taken. We've got these warrantless searches and i kid you not friends those of you listening three and a half million uh data searches without warrants that would normally require it nearly three hundred thousand physical searches done without warrants that would normally require it um and so far you've you've heard you know a tree fall in the forest for all the reaction that has happened uh via the media in fact i might be one of the only talk radio people that have mentioned it i just haven't seen it anywhere um but if that is in fact what's going on and we and and we hope to have some way to to clear it up i've heard for a long time that there's this division between the seventh floor and the boot kickers and i've always i've known a lot of the boot kickers in my in the door kickers in sure. my life uh the, the ones that are stationed out in the field they generally tend to have to have a very high um you know uh reputation they have to be people that are kind of above reproach um it was obvious in the Comey days in uh, in at the um, FBI and the Justice Department that there were a, there was a lot of shenanigans go going on. You know, Mr. Strzok was getting away with stuff that nobody would have ever gotten away with. So, is it possible to clean up the seventh floor? Does Christopher Ray need to resign? What needs to happen, uh, or do we have to blow it all up and kind of start from the studs and, and rebuild it? Well, I think what Chris Ray would say is that the people who were cited by Durham as behind the uh, the dubious behavior in connection with Trump have all been removed from the bureau one way or another. But wasn't he there? Was, wasn't, wasn't he in the uh, fold somewhere at that point in time? Well, no, Wright came in after, um, after Comey got fired. So no, as the director, him. but I thought he was, a, I, th I still thought he was a higher ranking guy. Okay. Uh, he I'll was, he point. was in private. Yeah. I think he was in private practice at the time. Okay. But, um, you know, I think what he'd say is those people have been removed. I don't think that's satisfying to people because the Bureau is so image conscious. It did that very quietly. It didn't really feel to people like uh, like comeuppance. And a lot of these people failed up. Right. They got big book contracts. They're on CNN They're you know, wherever they are. Um, so I, I, I think. The unfortunate thing with this, Kevin, is what we're talking about now in connection with the surveillance is a real problem. And it would be a problem even if we were talking about good faith people who we who we trusted to be scrupulous. Oh, and that is the the technological capability of the government to suck up all this information has surpassed its ability to develop algorithms that sift it. So they're only allowed to look at what they're allowed to look at. And that would be a hard technological problem, even if we were dealing with people that we could have complete faith in. But unfortunately, we the Bureau doesn't inspire that kind of faith anymore. So it's hard to imagine that they're going to be the ones that, that fix this. So we're kind of stuck with our own KGB. 
Actually, don't answer that, Andy. I'm not going to get you in trouble. <laughs> Kevin McCullough. It's just how it feels, friends. It feels like uh, that organization has been weaponized against the people that disagree with the current administration. I don't know how else to put it. Uh, I'm not trying to be partisan. This is what it feels like. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away. Champion of the world. On April 28th, experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is down. I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preach you won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, Women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. We have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. But I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak uh, was born in northern Sudan. She was born into slavery. Her mother and father had been taken from South Sudan when they were just young kids. Uh, and she grew up as a slave's uh, child. She saw her mother regularly be beaten by her Arab slave master. Then there was the day that her father was told to go to the farm to work. But because of how sick he was, he physically couldn't walk. His master got so angry at him, he said, you dirty, dirty, dirty dog. If you don't go to the farm, you will die. He couldn't walk. So the Arab master shot my father dead right in front of me, says Ayak when she tells her story later. Uh, As she was growing up and getting a little bit older, that master sold her out to another master who raped her repeatedly, who forced her to uh, commit uh, genital mutilation on herself, and who told her that uh, she would not get to keep the children that she had from that slave master. Uh, She would do hard work every day, carry water, long distances, uh, clean clothing, clean things in the house, uh, take abuse from the Arab master's wife. She said, I have seen so many slaves in the area who face the same thing as me. She said, but then one day a retriever found me. I was walking to the well to fetch water. He asked me to leave and go with him. His name was Osman Bashir, and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. Or go to bringherhome.org.
It's happening in New York or across the globe. Learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am very pleased to welcome back to the microphone uh, someone who I've had on the air for many, many years. And he's done segments with me and you hear us uh, chit chat back and forth for about two minutes every single week about some issue related to estate planning or elder care and how to make sure your uh, your things are in order so that you don't have, you know, your your uh, legacy is not one of confusion for your kids and the people that come after you. Uh, and I just really love uh, he and his family all the way around. They're some of the best people I've ever met. And I just I just love the Connors family as a whole. Uh, and Mike Connors is joining us uh, here once again. And Mike, thank you for all that you do. Uh, you really help your clients and uh, the New York listenership understand the, the importance and the need to uh, make sure that their affairs are in order. You always encourage people to plan and not to not to goof off and leave it, <laughs> leave it for the uh, state to deal with afterwards. That's always bad. Um, but there's a whole nother side to Mike Connors, and it's one that is very, very uh, interesting. You're, you're a big movie buff. You're also a big baseball fan. And I understand that coming into this Memorial Day weekend, there's uh, some players that you specifically think are kind of cool. Welcome back. And who are they? Well, Kevin, I, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a dinner a few years back where you and Father Paul were at a table. Yes. And, you know, my good friend from the neighborhood, Father Charlie, and you and Father Paul were talking about theology. Uh-huh. And Father Charlie came up to you. Why don't you guys talk about something important? <laughs> and Father Paul said, like, what? Baseball. <laughs> I do remember. So, that. yeah. So here we are. And, you know, it's Memorial Day weekend. We want to remember the veterans. But I think one of the things overlooked in a lot of cases are the veterans who served in the U.S. military. And we're coming out. There's a guy, there was a second baseman named Eddie Grant. And he played in the major leagues in the teens. After he finished his major league career, he enlisted in the U.S. Army as soon as World War I started. And he was he was the only genuine major league player who was killed in combat, you know, who played in the major leagues. And we're coming about the hundredth anniversary of his death. And he was a Harvard graduate. Um, In fact, they used to say that when he was going out to fly ball, he didn't say, I got it. He said, I have it. Because he wanted to be grammatically correct. (laughs) I love my wife would love that for sure. Uh, And this is a guy 35 years old. He, enlisted in the army and he died, you know, a year later. Mm. And I mean, that's a, a, a true hero. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure at 35, he didn't have to enlist. I don't know what the draft rules were back then, but I'm sure he didn't have to enlist. And and so here's a guy who's a major league ball player, Harvard graduate, enlists in the U.S. Army and loses his life a year later after enlisting. So I think he should be remembered a little bit more, especially now we're getting close to the hundredth anniversary of his death. No, oh, I love that. Eddie Grant, second baseman. Who did he play for? Second. He played for a couple of different teams in the National League: the Giants, the Reds, the Cubs. Interesting. He's a utility ball player, but that's not the the point. You know, another ball player. I don't know. Some of you may remember him, but Bobby Brown, Doctor Bobby Brown. Doctor Bobby Brown was a medic in World War II. He played for the Yankees between World War II and the early 50s, was in maybe four World Series, good third baseman, you know, not a great ball player. But then he was called up and he went to Korea and he was a medical doctor at that time. Wow. 
And then he was in the Korean War. After that, he played a little bit more for the Yankees. Then he retired from baseball, became a cardiologist, um, was a cardiologist for many, many years in Texas. Then when he couldn't operate anymore, he came back to baseball, and he ended up being president of the American League eventually. Huh. And you know, it's a remarkable life. And one of his claims to fame, he was a roommate of Yogi Berra when they were in the minor leagues together after the war. And they were both World War II veterans, which, again, Yogi Berra was a, was a World War II veteran, combat veteran. And there are 70 Hall of Fame baseball players who wore the uniform of the United States who are in the Hall of Fame. No kidding. When I first, when I first heard that number, I said, that can't be. But then we started looking at the list, and yeah, it does come up to that. Now, there there's certain people you wouldn't think about, like there was a baseball executive, the first president of the National League in 1876 was a Civil War veteran, Morgan Buckley. Huh. So, you know, that you wouldn't think of. And as far as we know, he's the only Civil War veteran, you know, in the Baseball Hall of Fame. But there, there are numerous Negro League players who are in the Hall of Fame. And, of course, I didn't think about them first. At first, because you don't, they, they weren't, they didn't play in the major leagues because of obviously the color barrier was there until 1947. Right. And it wasn't Robinson considered, it. you know, <clears throat> major league, but yeah. even though now the talent was off the hook, the talent was major leagues. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So there are a lot of those guys that were in there. Um, and then there were ball players too, who were not in major in the major leagues when they were in the service, but became major leaguers after like Ralph Kiner and Gil Hodges. And Gil Hodges was in Okinawa and, you know, was in combat and was a bronze star winner. Do we know which war has the most number of major leaguers that served in, in the, in the theater during, during the time of that particular war, yeah. which war, war, war has II. the most, oh, I, that's what I kind of figured war, war but, II by far. Yeah. Yeah. Of the war, 70, war what, how many of those do you, would you say were world war two vets? More than half. Okay. More than half. Because there were some World War One vets, there was only one Civil War vet, and the number of Korean War veterans, and they didn't serve in combat, would be some of the players we know about now, like Willie Mays and Whitey Herzog and uh, yeah. Ernie Banks. Uh, Do we know Whitey the most Ford, recent? Eddie Matthews. Do we know the most well, the recent? the only two guys, there's no guy from Vietnam. So Willie Mays and Whitey Herzog were in the Korean War, and they're both still alive. And Whitey Herzog made the Hall of Fame as a manager, which is one of the numbers that threw me off. Yeah. You know, they're baseball executives in the Hall of Fame. They're managers in the Hall of Fame. So Whitey Herzog made as a manager. So when they said there were, you know, 70 members of the Hall of Fame who wore the uniform, I wasn't thinking of guys like him right away. Yeah. But he is one. So Willie Mays, they're both in the early 90s. They were the two guys from Korea that are still alive. I know that in the football ranks, Pat Tillman went from active uh, player status right. in the NFL to uh, the Iraq War and got killed uh, on mission. Uh, are there any modern baseball players that have gone and, and played, maybe not in the Hall of Fame, but that have served? Not that I know of, no. Back in the, in the 60s, and you know, when there was a draft, a lot of those ball players they went into the reserves or National Guard and fulfilled their duties that way. So, you know, relatively easy in the 60s to get out of the draft. You you continually are a fountain of information, Mike. That I've that nobody else on earth knows, and I am so honored to get to have a chat with you every now and then because I learn stuff every time I do. Uh, give my best to Beth and to Mike Jr. Always a pleasure to have you. All right, thank you, Kevin. You got it, Kevin McCullough. Coming right back. Don't go away. Form is the heavyweight.
champion of the world. On April 28th, experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is down. I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preaching won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. Color is vital to your health. I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation, and it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. 
all of the evidence. It's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsOfEvidence.com. What you need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Thank you, Lonnie Perkins. Always appreciate you uh, and friends as we head into this, what for many is turning into a four-day holiday weekend. I don't know why, but there's, um, (laughs) the kids have, have a bunch of kids across the area have tomorrow off, which I never got off as a kid. Um, I guess we didn't use all of our snow days or something in some districts. So uh, anyway, uh, the the ankle biters will be enjoying four complete days before they have to go back. Um, And I would encourage you, friend, if you have a family and you have small ones, especially if you can put the work down for a little bit. Um, I'm going to try to do that in in my world. I'm going to encourage you to try to do that in your world as well. I want to end with a thought. Um, that struck me very deeply today. I was in my studio. Um, you know, I've got the Kevin McCullough radio show. I've got uh, Radio Night Live. I've got the uh, That Kevin Show on the Salem News Channel on the weekend that I, we produce throughout the week. Um, and there's always a billion issues going on, and there's a hundred important things that need to be covered and there's just all this stuff that's just always flying around me. And then in addition to that, I have to say that for the last three years, my, my family, we've, we've been through a lot. We watched a lot of our friends just pack up and move to Florida. And of course came the question from my lovely bride, well, why can't, why can't we, why don't we have the ability to do that? And if I'm going to do media and be here in New York, I obviously have to kind of be here in New York. There's actually a guy this, this is a joke, by the way. There's a guy on another station uh, on, on the AM dial uh, every afternoon who pretends to do a New York show from Florida. <laughs> and I can't, I can't do New York from Florida. I've got to be here to talk to you and to be with you. Um, so anyway, um, there's, there's just been a lot. And sometimes a little encouraging word just does wonders. So I got a, I got a letter from a longtime pastor of mine, friend. I consider him in many ways more of an earthly father than than even my my own dad. Um, but he just dropped a note and said, "Hey, want you and and the bride to know that me and my bride we're praying for you. You've been on our minds for the last few days, and we just we just been praying for you." And I don't know, friends, in this day and age where thoughts and prayers are always spurned, I always seem to be grateful for them. So I I feel really good about that. Hey, coming up this weekend on the Christian Outlook, which is on all the Salem stations uh, nationwide, I get to uh, host this week's show. The the hosts rotate and I'm, I'm on, you know, once a month or something like that. But this week's show, we're doing a complete one hour tribute to the life of Tim Keller. Uh, who passed away this week here in New York. And if he had a meaningful ministry in your life, we are going to hear from Tim. We are going to hear from people who knew Tim. And I suspect it's going to be very, very special. The Christian Outlook. If you want to get online, thechristianoutlook.com, or you can follow him on the social media. And then on That Kevin Show this weekend, we've got George Foreman. We've got uh, 
um, Carrie Sheffield from the Independent Women's Forum, and we've got Sean Patrick Flannery uh, joining us along with music artist Lindsay L. I hope you'll check that out Saturday night, Sunday night, 9 o'clock on the Salem News Channel. I'm Kevin McCullum. We'll see you soon.